You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. I want to talk about get ready for greatness. So let's read this Bible verse, and it is 1 Kings 3, 1 through 12. It's going to be a long one. Now Solomon made a treaty with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and married Pharaoh's daughter. Then he brought her to the city of David until he had finished building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall all around Jerusalem. Meanwhile, the people sacrificed at the high places because there was no house built for the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burnt incense at the high place. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was a great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings at the altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and said, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued his great kindness for him and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father, David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen a great people too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall any like you arise after. So Father God, I just thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you, God. Thank you. Lord, I just pray for myself that um, you just speak through me, that this message will be for someone out there, that this message will begin to transform and build faith, that people will recognize the greatness that's inside of them. Holy Spirit, may you speak through me, and may it not be of my own words, but of yours. In Jesus' name, amen. So how many here have ever had this awesome idea? Maybe a God-given idea and you saw this idea, you thought to yourself, wow, this is so amazing. I want to see this, this dream come to pass. I want to see multiple businesses. I want to see being an influencer. I want to see being able to write multiple books. I want to be able to, you, know, you have all these dreams and visions and, and you're so excited and it's such an awesome idea, but you're too afraid. It's like this doubt creeps in. It's like these insecurities. It's telling yourself, oh, I can't do this. 
It's not for me. I'm not good enough. Has anyone ever been there? In the place of darkness. In the place where we feel like I have this awesome idea. I know the call of God over my life, but I'm too scared to walk into it. And this is where Solomon was in a place where he was a young boy and, he's, and he knew that he was going to be king. And he was scared. He didn't know. He's like, God, this is such a big calling. Am I able to do this? I'm such a young boy. Can I accomplish this? Can, am I able to be able to run this kingdom with multiple people? I'm still a child. He even says, I'm still a child. And you know, I believe every single one of us, sometimes we have to go and walk through that darkness. We have to walk through that darkness of insecurity. We have to walk through that darkness of self-doubt. We have to walk through the doubtness of negativity, of stinking thinking. We have to walk through the, this darkness. But the great thing when we walk through the darkness, it says, it says in Psalm 23, 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, when we walk through the darkness in a dark place, but you know what lights our way? You know what is our flashlight? It's a faith. Faith begins to be the light for us, begins to be the tunnel of the dark days of our lives or of the darkness that we want to break through. You see, it says here, Solomon was... Now king, and he was just a little boy, but he had this huge calling. And so what did he do in this dark place that he had to go through? Maybe insecurities, lack of self-confidence, lack of doubt in himself, because he knew he had something big, but he was like, God, I don't know if I can accomplish it. The very thing that he did was he said, God, I'm going to go to the high place. And it says here, 1 Kings 3, 4, now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was a great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings at the altar. Solomon went to the place, the high place, and sacrificed. Sometimes, well, all the time, they encourage us that we come to the high place because it's with, we cannot do things on our own strength. God has given each and every person a big, huge calling. It's so huge that it seems impossible because if he gave us a calling that seemed possible, then we wouldn't need to rely, fully rely on God to see that dream come to pass. But every single person, God has given a huge calling, so huge that you're going to even doubt yourself and say, God, I don't know if I can do that. But that's exactly the place where God wants us. He wants us to be in a place where we have to fully rely on him to say, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can run a kingdom. I don't know if I can run these multiple businesses. I I don't know if I can be an influencer. I don't know if I can reach the nations and I can be an impact to people around me. I don't know, but God knows. He has given you already a dream. He's already given you a dream. And here we see Solomon. Solomon is here at the altar and he's saying, God, I can't do this without you. I need your strength. And a lot of times we have to go through the high places to get the Lord's strength. See, when we come to the place of the high place, where we come to a place of saying, God, I need you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you through this. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to pray to you and I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to walk through faith because I need that faith in order to see the very thing that you have called upon my life. But I need to be in a place where I am with you, where I'm with you, God, because I can never accomplish the dreams that you have given me. See, 
It's so important. I always talk about this. We need to be in prayer. Prayer is so powerful. And I am so blessed to have my mom, who's such a big prayer warrior. And I have seen miracles happen through my mom, where we're in our darkest times when our family was just kind of falling apart. I would see my mom pray, and I would see my family restored. I would see different things. But it starts with being, if we want to see a miracle, we have to be in prayer. And prayer, we have to do it every single day. Every day where we say, God, I need to fully rely on you. I can't do things without you. It, see, when we pray, we begin to develop the full armor of God. It says in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For a struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil. One, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all all the Lord's people. See, when we begin to bring ourselves to the high place, when we begin to bring ourselves to our alone time with God, that's putting on this armor of God that is just getting ready to cover us, to protect us. See, when God speaks, you might be in a place, I don't think I can do it, but when God speaks and you start to be in prayer, you start to have more faith inside of you. And you know, when you put on the full, full armor of God, when life hits a curveball to you and it tries to bring you down, let me tell you, you can walk through it and God's covering will be there because you're already holding the armor of God. People say, wow, how can you handle, you know, going through what Stephen had to go through, hearing news that, you know, he was on life support about to die. When he, hearing news that um, he was supposed to be on dialysis because of kidney failure, then healing, hearing news that the next day, it was one day after another, I heard news that the doctors reported and said he came into the hospital and he's responding very slow, he might have permanent brain damage. Day after day after day, hearing the news, I said, God, I bless you and I'm going to trust you. See. Here's the thing about prayer. When you pray every day, you begin to have faith and say, God, that faith begins to build up because you already know who the true and living God is. So when life kind of begins to throw a curveball at you, you can stand firm and say, you know what? I hear the news that, that the doctors have spoken over me, but God, I trust you. I will praise you through no matter what. You know what? I, I did hear news that he's on dialysis, but God, he's still alive and living. God, I heard news that his kidneys are about to fail but God is still working now and I know you're going to transform this situation and you're going to bring healing God I heard news that you know oxygen love might have damage but God I, I, I'm not going to believe that I know that you're a God of a healer so Father God I trust you with all my faith and it has to come with being in prayer faith doesn't come from just saying oh I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be there I'm going to show up to church every Sunday and that's where my faith is no faith is having an intimacy with God that's where faith comes from. That's where we come and really put on the full armor of God. 
So if life is beginning to put you down and you don't know how you're going to pay for your bills, you don't know what's going to come, you don't know how you're going to pay for you know, feeding your children, you don't know what the next level is, where are you going to be? But see, here's the thing. If we come to the place of God, when we come to the high place of God, you don't have to worry about anything because you know, you know God. You know you have faith when you have a relationship with someone and you build that trust. You just know God is a good God and he's going to take care of you. You can have that faith firm inside of you. But that takes saying, God, I put my trust in you. I need to spend time with you every single day. I can't live life without you. I need more of you. I'm hungry for you. I'm thirsty for you. I need more of you. I need more of you. I need more of you. And the more we seek after God, the more our faith begins to rise up in us. The more faith we begin. And when God begins to build faith in you, he's going to tell you things that seems impossible. And when he tells you things that seem impossible, the great plans he has for you, you're going to say, God, I trust you. If you spoke that over me. I don't know how I'm going to get from point A to point B, but God, I trust you because you already spoke that inside of me. But having that faith comes in a place of really being hungry for God, really having that intimacy, not just going to church. It's saying, God, I love you. I want to know you more. I need to have that faith because I can't do life without you. And I'm so grateful. It's power of prayer will bring faith, will bring you to a point of praise. And that when the enemy tries to, to bring you down, you're going to rise above and he's going to be scared of you. You're not going to have to be scared of him. It says, you know, and what kind of faith is God looking in us? And uh, my point, too, is having a childlike faith. So 1 Kings 3, 7 through 9 says, Now, O Lord my God, you have made my servant king instead of my father David. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? So here Solomon is just a child, and God is meeting him. And he's a child with a big responsibility. Now he's king, and he's ready to take on this. He's supposed to make wise decisions, but he is a child. But I really feel like, even though he was a child, God wanted him to be right where he was because he's looking for the childlike faith. It says in Matthew 18, 2 through 4, Then Jesus called the little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Solomon was hungry. He had childlike faith. You know, and God doesn't want us to have childish ways. He's not asking us to have childish ways. 
He's asking us to have a childlike faith. A childlike faith is a child that whatever you tell a child, they'll believe. If you say Santa's real, Easter Bunny's real, the Tooth Fairy's real, the child doesn't even question. Really? I can't wait for Christmas. I can't wait to give Santa Claus his cookies and milk. Oh, my tooth came out. I get a dollar. I'm going to put it underneath my pillow. Whatever you tell a child, the child doesn't even question. It just believes. The child just believes. And I feel like that's a place where God wants us, where God will just speak to us the great plans that he has for us. He doesn't want us to question and doubt and say, God, I don't think I can do it. I'm not equipped for it. I don't have the finances. You know, we all like to question when God speaks to us. I don't know how to do that. No, but a child says, yes, I just believe. Doesn't even question. The child's so hungry. Another thing that we see that our children are kind of like in a state of like helplessness, that they rely on their parents to take care of them. They don't question it. They just, that's what they do. And I feel like that's a place where God wants us as well. Where God just wants us to say, I just put my trust in you. And I trust that you're going to take care of my circumstance. I don't know how I'm going to pay for my bills. I don't know how I'm going to get over this illness, this sickness. I don't know if joy is going to return, but I trust that it will. It's just this trust like, God, I just yield my life to you. I'm just going to trust you with no doubt. And I have to fully rely on you. I want to fully be dependent upon you. And I really feel like that's a place of where the Lord wants us to have childlike faith. And I want to talk about my last point, being transformed. So 1 Kings 3, 10 through 12, it says, The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for you, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. Wow. Solomon asked for wisdom. He didn't ask for riches or any of that stuff. And this always like melts my heart on how much Jesus loves us because not only did God grant Solomon wisdom, but he was, God was so much more generous. He's like, well, you know what? Not only wisdom, but I'm going to also make you the richest man in the world. No one has been richer even to this time. It says, nor shall any like you arise after you. That's what it says. It's like, wow. It's like the heart of God is like, I just want to bless you. I want to give you more. I want to give you more. I want to give you more just like a, a parent wants for their child. I really feel like when I was praying about this, I felt like that God wants us to be in a place of just deep intimacy of prayer in our lives. And I just really felt like, because with prayer builds faith, builds transformation for the greatness that's inside of you, for the call of God that's inside of you. 
but it takes us to be in that place. Maybe some people have been saying, I've been going through a darkness of depression. I've been going through a darkness of finances, a darkness of not knowing the purpose for my life, the darkness of anxiety, the darkness of insecurities, the darkness of feeling I'm not good enough. But I feel like God is saying, I'm ready to transform you. I'm ready to pull you out. I'm ready to pull you out. It's not God's will for us to stay in this place of darkness. It's God's will for us to be in a place of abundance, of joy. And so, I don't know, I just, I don't, if people, I don't know, I just kind of feel like there's this place and someone's crying out, pull me out, pull me out. Pull me out. Pull me out of this despair. Pull me out. Pull me out of addiction. Pull me out. Of struggle. Of depression. Pull me out, God. I need restoration. Healing. Pull me out. God's ready to pull some people out. God, and maybe some of these things you've been telling yourself, like I have this vision and the very thing that's been holding me back is this darkness and I need to go out. I need to be pulled out because I want to accomplish the will of God. And I believe God is ready to pull some people out, that there's going to be revival that's going to happen within yourself. God's been speaking a lot about revival to me. A lot, a lot. And I feel like people as individuals, there's going to be a revival in this spirit, in your own spirit. That faith is going to begin to rise. I just feel when I was praying all week for our church that faith is just going to be begin to restore. That maybe some of us haven't really had that faith. But faith is that one time you had that strong faith that you are so on fire for God, that God is just getting to stir up and fire that fire back inside of you. And that fire is just going to begin to stir up. And that faith is going to begin to stir up. And that the dreams that God has given you, is gonna, you're going to be able to walk in them. You're going to be able to see those dreams accomplished. And maybe there's things that, you know, you're like, God, I don't know the purpose of my life. So maybe some people are saying, you know, I still haven't found my purpose. And maybe it's, it's a time of saying, all right, I need to be in the high place because God's ready to just, he's going to speak to you. I feel like there's someone out there that God's going to speak to you, that you've been wondering what your purpose is and that when you go into your prayer closet, when you go and ask and pray, he's going to reveal the purpose just like he did in Solomon. Solomon was scared. He was scared to how he was going to run this kingdom as a little boy. 
But God was like, no, don't worry, just ask and I'll tell you. And I feel like there's some people either online, maybe they're just like, man, I need to ask. I need to ask. And I feel like God's going to speak. He's going to show you the steps. You're going to start having visions. You're going to start to be become a dreamer. I feel this person is going to start to encounter God and start to dream. There's going to be dreams. Thank you, God. So Holy Spirit, thank you so much. Thank you, God. If you're in a place where you haven't accepted Jesus and you're like, I need to know this God. And you want to accept him into it, into your heart. Just repeat after me, Father God. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I declare now heaven is my home. In Jesus' name. And for every person here that maybe going through a place of darkness and needs to be pulled out, you're ready. And you want more faith. If that's you, just every eye closed, every hand raised, whoever that's you, are like, God, I'm ready to come out of the dark place, and I'm going to trust in you. Faith is just going to begin to rise. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. So, Father God, I pray for every person out there that has been in a really dark place. I know you're going to pull them out in faith, and you're going to take them from glory to glory to glory. That depression is going to have to leave. That anxiety is going to have to leave. That family is going to be restored. That finances is going to be restored. Lord, pour out your faith. More faith. More faith in our church. More faith in individuals. May faith begin to stir up in our hearts. May faith begin to stir up in our spirits. Begin to bring revival in ourselves as individuals in our families, in the church, in the surroundings, in businesses. Thank you so much, God. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.